Welcome to the Love and Sex Podcast. We're your hosts, Allison and Jeff Scott. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast platform, Coast to Coast, and around the world as we talk about sex and relationships. No topic is out of bounds, and along the way, we're going to share our own experiences, failures, and successes to help you live your best life. You're listening to the Love and Sex Podcast. You're here with Allison and Jeff. We want to welcome everyone in. And Allison, we've had a busy past three weeks, haven't we? We've had an amazing past few weeks, but very busy, yes. Yeah, we certainly have. But before we jump into today's show, uh, let's just give a quick reminder that this show has a lot of sexually explicit material. And if you are not over the age of 18, this show is not intended for you. Hey, we've had a lot of people joining the private Facebook group, um, so please head down to the show notes. We'll provide a link where you can quickly join or request access, I should say, but we'll get to those as quickly as possible. And um, head over to Pink Cherry, where you can get some fun sex toys for the bedroom and have some fun with your partner or by yourself, explore your fantasies, do whatever you want to do. Just go have some fun in the bedroom and enjoy your sex life. Allison, we've had... Over the past three weeks, three amazing guests. We had Melanie Curtin, right, who yep. is a sex therapist. Yep, and, and sex researcher. And sex researcher, mm-hmm. right. That's that's a really important point, actually, because she does a lot of different things. And we kind of learned quite a bit about that in the show that we had with her. And she did all sorts of things on on how men can make a more comfortable environment for a woman to express herself sexually, yep. right? yep. And, um, so all really great, great things. So if you didn't, haven't checked that episode out yet, definitely recommend you do. Then our next guest was Amy Taylor. That was a pretty steamy one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was steamy. And she's just a beautiful person, like really, really interesting, fun time with her. And Amy has a, a unique perspective on the world of sex. Um, she does, she's a companion. And so she graces people's, you know, Graces people's lives with her presence, essentially. Um, But she shared a lot of the different experiences that she's had with boyfriends and partners over the course of her life, right? Involved some threesomes with celebrities and out in Beverly Hills. And so she had some kind of upscale experiences where it was probably a pretty private world. Yeah. And she was so funny talking about it. Like it was like, oh, you know, so there's all these like famous athletes and celebrities and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But she said it just kind of like, you know, you know, when it just happens to everybody that way, like, like she didn't, she wasn't pointing out how special it was that she had those experiences, but yeah, she had, she's had a lot of fun in her life. Yeah. I have a feeling that she would be someone, uh, you know, and more in a private conversation that might be really interested, uh, interesting, I should say, Uh, to hear what she might have to say, like in more detail, right? I'm sure she limited a little bit of what she said because, you know, she was in a, in a party or around people that probably really needed some privacy. Yeah. And so those, uh, those things might be just a little bit more secretive. So just bring an an extra level to discreet, right? It's a very extra level to discreet. Yeah, for sure. And so um, obviously she can't divulge too much, but I I bet, like I said, in private, some of the things she could share yeah. about who was there. I would love to know who was there yeah. from a celebrity standpoint or a, um, an athlete standpoint, because I bet you that's pretty funny and interesting. Yeah. People that we might never expect 
to be at a swingers party or something like that. That's what they say, though. I mean, it's any yeah. everyone that we know that's been involved in the swinger lifestyle is like you would never believe who was involved in the swinger lifestyle. Yeah, that's so. that is so freaking true. And then, of course, last week we had Olivia Bentley, which we were both super excited for because we've mentioned her several times on the show. Right. She was the therapist that was in the, the post who uh, was, you know, hey, I'm saving marriages by sleeping with the majority of my clients. And so. We all initially, like we said to Olivia, we all initially were like, well, wait a minute, this doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, it doesn't sound, doesn't add up, right? Didn't this sound, sound legit, like therapy, right? Yeah. Based mm-hmm. on that article. But it was really interesting. I, I definitely feel like my view of what she's doing has changed with our conversations about her. Yep. And I do feel like it's more on the up and up and her, her intentions are more worthy than that article made them appear. Yeah, unfortunately, the article was short. And when the other news outlets picked it up, they basically just uh, reported on the same exact information that they, they didn't get into any more depth, which is why we were thrilled that we had a chance to talk to her, ask some questions and learn a little bit more about what she does. Yeah, you're right. It's like one news agency picks it up and then the rest just kind of regurgitate. Right, that's what they did. Yeah. It's it's almost a form of plagiarism, except they change the words and the way that the paragraphs flow. Right. But yeah, it was, it was really interesting to talk with her. And and obviously that was another steamy episode because we talked a lot of, about a lot of different things uh, sexually. That that. was steamy. That was steamy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, and we started getting into a lot more detail about experiences with her. Um, and we knew she was going to have some, some good news to share. I mean, some good, interesting information to share, I should say. Um, you know, she had worked at some of those ranches and had a lot of experience with various types of, uh, sexual relations. So that was kind of fun to talk about. Yeah. So I think we, I think the past three weeks have been, been really interesting for us with, with the guests that we've had on. I think we, we've had a wide range of people from, those doing sex research to those kind of in the world of companionship and yeah. what that might look like a little bit. And it just lets us see a little bit of a different side of what people do or how they experience sex and what it means to them. And what's interesting too, though, is during the course of those conversations, uh, Melanie Curtin um, was very interested in, in something that you and I had shared about our lives and our previous relationships and um, coming up here in the next few weeks, we're actually going to be on her show um, to share some of our experiences there. So that was fun that somebody else is interesting in in sharing our story. And she's got obviously great perspectives on it. Yeah, because she does a lot of uh, research with uh, sexless relationships. And as Allison and I have both kind of talked about and on past shows that we've both been in situations where we've been in sexless relationships and what does that mean to someone? What does that look like? Cause it really varies from relationship to relationship and you know, it's very situational. And so, um, you know, she thought that we could provide some help for her viewers who might be struggling with that. Take a look at what we were in, what we did, you know, and, and these things can help people. And that is really, as we always say, that's really why we do the show, right? I mean, we've we've been in situations, we've 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 been in bad situations and we handled it one way. Maybe that inspires someone to say, "Fuck, man, I'm like in something similar to this. I can't do this anymore. This is what they did. Maybe that works for me. Maybe I tweak it a little bit to fit my specific situation and that's what works for me." But the bottom line is, anything that gets you 
out of a bad situation into a better situation is what we hope to see from you, right? So that you are living your best life. Yeah. And what's interesting is she had a slightly different definition of what she considers sexless, similar, but slightly different. But for her, she just instantly clung to the fact that we mentioned as part of our, uh, as part of our history, like where we both came from and our previous relationships being sexless, et cetera, you know, just what you said. Um, and she was just so inspired by it and considered it such a success story that she thinks that our stories will give people hope, you know, and there are a lot of situations when you are just feeling like, eh, this is just how it is. Like you, you don't even seek more for yourself or believe there's more out there for yourself. Um, because you just think that that's how it is, but to see two regular people, right. In different relationships, we're not professionally trained in therapy. We're not professionally trained sex coaches, nothing like that. We're just two people that were in relationships that didn't work out, that weren't the right people for us. And we since found each other and have like an amazing relationship and connection and an amazing sex life that we both always wanted. And we're almost just kind of resigned to the fact that it probably was never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is really scary. You can feel so hopeless and you can really feel like there are no other options, no end in sight. And then something like this can happen and it can, and you, and you, then you're left wondering how the fuck did I ever live thinking that way? Yeah. Right. Like I said before, I've, I've shared this many times. I didn't care if I live or died. And now my outlook is just completely different. Now it's like, I can't even imagine being in that those positions anymore or fe- having those feelings anymore. So um, just, just fantastic, fantastic guests that we've had on the show. And we just want to thank all of them again yes. for coming on and being so open and being so transparent and honest with, with us and everyone listening. Uh, hope you got a lot out of those shows because we thought they were really interesting, but um, as steamy as they were, how many of you watch the show on Apple called the morning show? right? With Reese Witherspoon and um, Jennifer Aniston, where they play like news acre, like, right. Like news. something you like might see on the today show. Right. Something. Yeah. I think that it's like a, that was probably like a, where the, it's it, like a spinoff of Matt Lauer. Spin-off. You're right. 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 They, right. The first, the first uh, season was about a, an anchor that had inappropriate sexual relations. And right. I mean, you would never say, you know, they will never say it's loosely, it's a, loosely, based, on loosely Matt based on Matt Lauer, but all the Me Too movement. They obviously had some of the COVID stuff in there too. So um, I actually really, really liked the show. The first two seasons I thought were really good. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I was like hanging on edge waiting for this third season to come out because I've really enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it, it is a great show. I mean, I, we, we both kind of feel the same way about this show. It just seems a little bit more boring this year, but if you recently watch it, I just had to, we had a laugh because- We had to laugh, yeah. Right, I mean- I don't know. I don't know if it's how, you know, if it's just a, a you know, a channel on TV trying to sell their show. Right? I feel, I feel like it was promotional, you know, more the, the marketing sh- driven than it was anything else really what yeah. you're saying. And well, like a lot of the streaming shows, you can, you know, binge a whole season at a time, right? This particular show, the first two seasons were out. I'm not sure how those played out, but this third season we had to wait for, and now it's one season or one show per week. So every Wednesday we're like, oh, the new show is coming out. And it was Friday of this week. We're like, oh, the morning show, you know, we didn't watch it. And you're like, yeah, but it's supposed to be really steamy. There's going to be a really steamy sex scene in it. 
And to your point, I think that they were using some of those. We saw the word raunchy in a publication. We saw the word steamy. We saw the word insane. And we're like, oh, sweet. This is going to be super, super sexy. Well, I mean, you know, we're constantly on the internet, right? Because we're always looking like we do Google searches all the time to see what's in the news, to see what's happening from a sex standpoint, right? Because these are some of the things that we want to share with you guys on the show. And so in the process of doing that, we came across all these articles about the morning show. And like Allison said, right? Oh my God, this steamy, this insane, this raunchy (laughs) love scene, right? So we're like, cool. What the fuck? Yeah, Jennifer Aniston bears all. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston, right? I mean, she's just showing everything. Mm -hmm. And she had a... um, a sex scene with John Hamm. Um, many of you right, might remember John Hamm. If you don't know him by name, he was in the movie Tag. Uh, he was in, he's in, been in a lot of freaking Mad movies. Mad Men. Uh, yeah, he was the star in Mad yeah. Men. He played Don Draper in Mad Men. He was in uh, a show called Keeping Up with the Joneses, which is great. It's got Zach Galifianakis and the redheaded chick there from uh, Wedding Crashers. What's her name? I can, she Doesn't she date like Borat or married to Borat? Oh, Isla Fisher? Yeah, Isla yeah. Fisher played his wife, and then she was, he was Gal in- Gadot plays John Hamm's wife in it, and and her and John Hamm are like spies. It's If you haven't checked out Keeping Up With The Joneses with those guys, check it out. It's a pretty funny movie. But anyway- He was so in Bridesmaids, too. Remember? He was kind of a jerk in that movie, wasn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, was, he was the dick to Kristen yeah. Wiig, right? Yeah. He, was, he was like, you're my number three, and then he- <laughs> Picked her up. He's like, how about you give me a little nap lap and suck me off in the car? Yeah. Um, so anyway, John Hamm and Jennifer Aniston, right? They're going to have this fucking raunchy sex scene. So we turn it on Steamy, and we're watching it. Insane. I swear to God, this sex scene lasted 20 seconds, yeah. 30 seconds. I don't know. I, w- I was bored to death. It was PG at best. And it was. The, I think the most graphic part of that was he was going down to eat her pussy and they were showing like a camera shot, like from the top of her head. And he had his hands on both of her boobs as he was going down to eat her pussy. And they showed that for like a couple. I don't of, even remember that part. Yeah. So see, it wasn't even that yeah, memorable. Yeah, it wasn't even you. that memorable. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. if someone's eating pussy, you're probably going to be. It's gonna <laughs> you should be like, ooh, You're going to be fucking captivated yeah. by it. But um, that was the scene that to me was like the most steamy of the sex scene. And, and then they showed the morning the next morning and she had like a naked butt and she was, and like she was laying on, on top him. of him. He was yeah. laying on his stomach. I mean, it was she- like, it was actually like a pretty like sensual type, you know, image scene, but there was nothing super steamy about this. I mean, every single like big sex scene in any movie you've seen is far. Watch steamier. nine and a half weeks. Yeah. Right. Which comes back from what? The eighties, the right. With um, Kim Basinger and Mickey Rourke. Um, they get together, they have like a nine and a half week affair, Mm -hmm. but the sex scenes are much more graphic. I mean, now that was a steamy movie, right? For like a, a made for TV type thing, right? Something that's going to be on in your house. It's not a porn. What's interesting is because some of these streaming channels are not like, you know, major network TV shows, they can get away with a little bit more. So when they said steamy, raunchy, whatever, I'm like, Ooh, this is probably going to be a little bit more than you'd normally see in a TV show. Right? But I have to admit, I was when when I was reading that, even in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, they're really making a big fucking deal of this, right? So it made me raunchy? really wonder the word raunchy, right? Raunchy does not apply. Raunchy's at all. porn, yeah, right. I mean, this was raunchy's obviously, yeah. you know, we didn't see Jennifer Aniston taking a facial. We from saw John Ham. You know? We really saw nothing. 
No. I mean, there was absolutely no nudity. There was other some than a little boob bit of a, holding, yeah. which you didn't even see her boobs, right? Because John Ham was holding them, right? Right, and then but, like a, a a a naked butt, sort of. The next yeah, it was day. Like, like a profile in yeah. a dark lit room. I mean, it was more Nothing. of a silhouette mm-hmm. more than anything. So let's just call it a letdown. As it far was as a the build fucking up. letdown. Yeah. So don't if you're online and you're reading the hype about this and you're like, oh, I got to check out the morning show. Let me let me save an hour of your life, okay? <laughs> I mean, just imagine what it looks like to have two people laying in bed. You're good. You've well, you, you've seen it. And you know what I'm wondering is this season is really not quite as interesting, right? It's just not. It's not, not as it's good. Dragging. So I'm wondering if they were trying to hype it up a little bit, right, and trying to get a little bit more attention to it. I mean, it was a well done scene. It's not like it was not. But I think if they hadn't hyped it up, we would have just been like, oh, okay. But the fact that they hyped it up, it became such a letdown. They they actually oversold it. They completely. oversold it, right? It mm-hmm. would have been much better if they just said, oh, you need to check out the steamy sex scene this week in the morning show. Yeah, right. Okay, I'd be like, all right. Okay. Yeah, I, I still probably would have been let down because I think overall the scene was a letdown. It was yeah, very it brief really- and it just wasn't much to, um, you know, I think it could have been much more engaging. And like I said, I was at the beginning, I was like, oh, this has got to be really interesting. But I'm thinking it is Jen Aniston and uh, John Hamm. Mm-hmm. And so these are two big actors and usually two big actors aren't showing a lot of nudity, no, right? No. They're not, they're a little bit more discreet. There's with just what they not show. the nudity and I just at don't all. feel like there's as much nudity in movies Nothing, or TV no. shows today than there used to be like when we, and back in the eighties when we were Way growing, less. I felt like every 80s, movie, 90s, some girl mm-hmm. was showing her boobs. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's far less nudity in anything. And now I feel like you never see boobs. No, you never see anything. No, unless you go to another streaming service, <laughs> which is go. now it, you, it was HBO max. I think they just refer to it as max now. But Allison and I stumbled <laughs> upon a little fucking nugget there. Let me tell you. This this show, now this show is worth every minute. Every minute. That you watch it. Yep. Okay. Commercial free and worth oh, every yeah, that's minute. The best. So wh- where is it where is it based at? Is it based out of London? It's definitely it's I think they're I mean they're in England, but I, I do think they're in London because it seems like they all kind of travel to one place and that's why they have the date there. And so I feel I'm like they talk about London. local and they say like Manchester. Right, and that's all yeah. like the London area, right? It's I'm all horrible. England. I'm horrible with geography. Yeah, I, I don't. I feel like it is in London. So go on to Max or HBO Max, however you want to refer to it, and look up the show Naked Attraction. So here's how it works. <laughs> this is fucking great. This it is, is. It is actually amazing. This is it's fucking hysterical. genius. It is. But I don't think you'd ever see this here in America. Zero chance. Because people wouldn't do it. We're just way too fucking uptight about yeah. sex and. And nakedness and the human mm-hmm. body and stuff like that. So here's here's the here's the the whole principle behind the show, right? You have a lady who's the host, and then you have these six what they refer to as pods, and they're colored, right? So it's like green, red, orange, pink, yeah. Lily, yellow, yeah. and there's six of them, six mm-hmm. six colored pods, all different colors. And so they might start off with like a woman who's coming out, and surprisingly, I was a little surprised. I thought the participants on the show might be maybe closer to like 30, 35, but a lot of people coming out are like 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. A lot of young people. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really like 19 to 25. That seems to be the major segment of the the people coming Mm -hmm. on the show. And the whole idea is that this show is based on 
picking someone for a date based on physical attraction only, right? They're not talking to the person, getting to know them yet. They're just coming on and looking at them, looking at their naked body. And when I say fucking naked. 100% naked. The first time we watched it, Allison almost fell off her fucking chair. I was laughing so Because what happens is you got these pods, right? And then on the front of the pods is like a piece of glass. And they go, okay, are you ready? And the contestant's like, yeah, I'm ready. Let's get to it. And they lift the glass up on the front of the pods up to basically like the belly button area. So all you're looking at are six dicks, <laughs> right? Or six vaginas, depending on. Right. Like this, right. Yeah. So if, if obviously, right. If you have a woman looking for a mandate and they do, there's gay people on the yeah, show too. So if, by, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, but we're just going to use the man and woman here just because we're going to cover the whole spectrum. So the woman comes out and she's got to pick a man for the date. So the, the glass comes up and she's staring at six dicks. Right? Six and, they, dicks. and they walk up and they'll be like, who interests you? Oh, well, number four does. Green. <laughs> that dick is big, you know? Like, and I'm, I mean, this is how they're talking. Yeah. We would never, like, we don't have any shows here in America no. where it's this, like, vulgar. I mean, I say, I, I use the word vulgar, but I, you know, just using more bold terms is what I'm trying to and get to. And most of the, most of the contestants are pretty careful with their words. Like, they, it's, they, I think they do try not to hurt the person's feelings. Well, they'll be like, Oh, that's a large willy or, oh, that's yeah. a little bit smaller than I normally prefer. Or, you know, and there's all different variations of pubes. There's all different oh, sizes. So the, sometimes there's like little skinny people. There's people that are larger. There's muscular, all different uh, color skin. fucking hysterical. The, 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 the variety of penises is freaking hysterical, right? Because as you know, in, in Europe, um, many, uh, boys are not circumcised. Yeah. That was, I gotta say that was a shocker for me, right? For the number. Watching this show. I like, all I know is being circumcised. Right. So that's a very Western thing. Right. So, yeah. And it's uh, like, wow. Like this is like, it is, what what would you say? 95% of the contestants are uncircumcised. At least 90%. Yeah. Like, although like the other day, so it must've been the one contestant. They do say there are six men behind, in e- there's six men, one in each pod that have at least one attribute that you've said is important to you. Right. right? That's how they pick out That's the, how they pick, they out, pick the, out the people to the, be in the pods. The six to be in the, in the pods. Yeah. And so the one young lady, um, when the, the glass went up and she saw the six penises, two were circumcised, four were not. And she said, I've only ever been with someone who's circumcised. So the four non-circumcised kind of impacted her decision. You could tell she ended up picking someone that was circumcised, but it's because she was not familiar with that. She wasn't used to it. She had actually never experienced that before. And there's all different levels here to what these look like. Some have huge amounts of foreskin. Some have a little bit. Um, and it's really kind of hard to tell how big the penis is with the different levels of foreskin. Yeah. Um, Cause like sometimes they'll be like, yeah, that's, that's that not a, a bigger one, but it's weird because you can't tell from the force. I think it's really hard because sometimes the foreskin looks like it comes down past the head of the penis, like by inches. And other times it's almost like the penis right head is almost like, almost looks like a little turtle head. Yeah. Right? Like a little turtle head. Right. It's almost out. out. Right. There's all, it's just same as there's different vaginas, right? There's different levels, obviously to foreskin. And if you're, if it's not circumcised, whether they all look so similar, 
they're uncircumcised, they all look so different. But then there's you, there's way more to this. So we're just starting with the penis, right? And there's, but the amount of pubic hair on some of these people. Oh my God, some of these fucking then, people. There was a guy, we watched an episode last night. The guy had like a really long, like ZZ top type Yeah, beard, long beard. Right? They, I mean, it was dark, but then he, so, well, this is kind of the interesting part, right? This was the guy that was, that had the ZZ top. He was the one picking the person. So- just he to kind, gay, of, just so to was, kind of reiterate a little bit about yeah. how the show works. So mm-hmm. they come out and they lift it and they, they see the dicks or the vagina, right? That's the first thing they see. So they got these six people. Now they have to eliminate someone solely based on solely based basically on their dick. how their dick or their pussy looks. They will do a one spin around so you can see their, their you dick can see or their, their vagina bum. and then you see their bum. You see their bum. That's and, how they refer to it. And then you eliminate one. And then the next round is they lift up up to like the chin, right? Yeah, so, you go like right above the chest, right? So now you yep. can see a woman's boobs or a man's pecs. Yep, and the whole, you know, stomach area, chest, right. whatever. Again, different, you know, varieties with hair <laughs> for right. men and women. More nipple rings than you could ever imagine. Holy fuck, All every woman. over the place. And you want to talk about percentages, at least 80% of these women have their nipples pierced. Every and they woman all have has like those the bars through the nipple. It's crazy. And then when you see the person behind it, you're like, oh, that sweet little, <laughs> that sweet little thing has her nipples pierced. Oh my it's God. not what you would expect. Well, and that's the interesting thing too, right? As you're going, as as you're going through these rounds and the pods lifting up, right? And you see this penis or this vagina, then you go up and you see the stomach and the boobs and the chest. But then So that so then you eliminate one based on that again. Then you eliminate, again, then right? you eliminate you another eliminate one, one. And now you're down to four. Yep. Now the final straw is the pod goes up and now you can see the person's face, right? They haven't spoken yet that mm-hmm. you can, but now you can see their face. And that's, what's really interesting too, is there's a oh lot of gosh. very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very different. Oh my God. The variety people is insane. In, yeah. in this London area. Right. I mean, yep. crazy hairstyles. Right. Um, there's Face all piercing, sorts of, tattoos, oh yeah. just like everything, facial hair. So that third step is right. seeing the face and then someone gets eliminated. And that to me, actually, I think would be, I mean, even as someone who's like self-conscious about her body, that to me, I think is the harshest. If someone eliminates you because of your penis, sometimes too big, sometimes too small, or because your boobs, sometimes too big, sometimes too small or too much weight or whatever, that's one thing. But then when they see your face and then you get eliminated, then it means they liked your body enough to keep you around. But as soon as they see your face, they're like, no, thank but you. But then they're like, Fuck. That's sad. Right? You that, look like to a me fucking is sad. creature. You're and out some, of here. Oh my God. Some of them do look like creatures. The mustaches. Oh my God. We were in tears laughing at some of the different hairstyles and, and colors. Everyone. And, and teeth, like all different types of teeth and whatever. Oh yeah. Well, we know that like people in London typically don't have the attention to dental care. I yeah, think like they, they do in the traditionally States. Traditionally right? they have so it. Yeah. There is a lot more like funkiness going on with teeth and stuff. Um, so that's always a big one. So then they get one person gets eliminated. Another person gets eliminated their, now based their, just on how they look. Just on how they look. Just on their face, right? So now so you're down to three now people. Now down to three. And now they all have to talk. So like the host will go, all right, what what body part do you like the best and which party body part do you like the least? And they'll say that, right? And then they'll be like, she'll say to the contestant, well, how did you like their voice? Oh, I thought it was great. I love the accent or whatever, or I hated it and mm-hmm. they get booted off. So basically what happens is they get down to two people now that this person has to pick, right? But before that happens, the person who is doing the picking, they have two people which to choose from. Now they have to go and take off all their clothes and come out and stand naked in front of these last two people. Yeah, before they pick their date. Yep. Right, before they pick their date. So they also have to bear all 
which is always funny because they always show the two people waiting for this person to come back out yeah. of the stage <laughs> naked, right? And everyone's eyes are on the fucking crotch. Right, right. right. I don't care if it's a guy yeah, or, or a girl. girl. Their head, it's, sometimes it's so obvious. It's like they're up here, up, my face is up here, up yeah. here, up here. They're always like looking straight down. Well, especially the women because they're looking for dick, see what the dick looks like. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, and then the host of the show will say, what do you think? You know, and of course they'll be like, oh, you know, slamming body, nice bum, nice this, love the nipples, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And and then the person, now they're all naked, two naked potential dates and the contestant themselves, right, are naked. Everyone's naked and they pick who they want to go on the date with. So the last person gets eliminated. There's usually, a, they, they, you know. Usually do a little hug. Do a little hug, they which by exit. the way is hysterical because these dicks are, you know, swinging back and forth as they're <laughs> hugging each other and whatever. It's just, it's just remarkable to me. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's nothing game. that you've ever seen in a game show and the way they talk and everything is just so crazy, right? But you're right. Oh my like, God. And we just, it, we absolutely love it. The openness is just amazing. I mean, the concept is so random and I think we've watched like two full seasons, so maybe 20-ish episodes. And there's been two couples that actually worked out at all. They normally don't work out at right. all. Well, right. Well, that's that's the other thing, right? So after after they get down to the person that they're gonna go on the date, usually the next day, what happens is they go to like a local bar and they show the person who was doing the picking, sitting there waiting for the person that they chose to be their date, and they come walking in a couple seconds later and they show a little bit of their interaction, and then Usually like three to four weeks later, the person who did the picking is sitting on a couch and the person who they picked for their date comes walking in a few seconds later and you get an update as to what's going on. Sometimes they report like they had sex over those past three weeks, but I'll tell you, the majority of the people seem to go out on that initial date and then yes. they don't seem to really talk again. Some someone of them disappears. Each, yeah. Someone ghosts the other person or... They just, they'll come on to the show and just Excuses be like, Excuses oh, of why they didn't show. Oh my show. God, yeah. And some of them are just nasty to each other. Like, you never oh called and you never did this and you never did that. And just like pure craziness. Some of them don't reveal what they did on that one date, but I think more often than not, a lot of them do have sex. They just don't always share it. Right. Um, there yeah. seems to be a lot of uh, casual sex taking place because some of these contestants are like, 19 or 21 and they talk about all the bad experiences that they've had like how many bad experiences yeah. could you have you're a child you're 19 she's <laughs> like oh my god I, you know i have just fucked up relationships all my life, life. all my life like, oh, i yeah? always pick the bad boy in all my relationships how many serious relationships have you had in <laughs> age 19 but anyway so it's interesting but there have been a couple that worked out and the uh, one woman was crying because she's yeah. like, I never really thought this was possible. The whole, and their thought is, okay, if you pick somebody naked, everything's out there. You can't hide behind your designer clothes. You can't hide behind, you know, whatever. Well, you're very vulnerable. Very vulnerable. Right? I mean, so it's like, it's a whole different way. And it's pretty shallow to pick someone just based on their looks. Absolutely. But what they're saying is you get, in, you get involved, you get attached to someone, and then you're not physically attracted. But. And that's not. I mean, we could make the argument that when you're meeting someone with their clothes on, you're picking them based on looks, right? That's also your initial look. Yes. It's not like yep. you're, it's not like your first thing you're going is, oh my God, they've got the greatest personality. You know, nothing typically about True. their personality. Your typical first attraction is looks, yep. right? But it's really interesting because as you know, right, when you take off your clothes, bodies can look so different naked than they can in clothes. Of course. And I think that's the funniest thing is sometimes during the show, 
you're seeing this naked body, right? As we were saying, it goes up, you see this part, it goes up, and then you finally see the face and you're like, holy fuck, I would have never put that face with, with that, that body, body yeah. right? Those two just never, ever went together. Well, like a body that you're attracted to, like this, you know, whoever the contestant is, they're still attracted to this body. The, the person has made the cut, they're still in it. Then they see their face and they're like, oh, I'm not attracted to their face, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it is interesting. Their vulnerability is definitely there. Um, but you can't hide behind designer clothes. So it just puts everybody on an, on an even playing field in that way, I believe, right? And I think um, the most genius part of that show is making the person doing the picking get, get naked, naked before also. they choose yep. their date. The so that they thing. too have to bear themselves. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole thing is just is a very, very unique. We concept. have so spent more nights laughing. The be- the best part is is that you know, we work long hours, we're busy, we have other other jobs, do the podcast, we just have busy lives, right? And at night, we like to watch a little TV and go to sleep, just how it is, right? After we have our lovey time together, of course. But we're not, we don't stay up late during the week. It's just no. kind of how it is for us right. with our schedules. We have been glued to the show. All of a sudden, we're like wide awake at night watching the show. (laughs) And it's hysterical because we'll be like, what time is it? Oh my gosh, it's 1040. It's almost 11 o'clock. We got to go to bed, which just goes to show how engaged we are in watching the show because literally nothing can keep us awake when we're watching TV late at night. During the week, other than this show, it's pretty funny. It, it has been insane, but I'm telling you, man, that's just a, a quick overview. But you just, and I think everyone in London, 90% of the people have a job as a barista. Yeah, so they're, oh, that's the other thing too. Every so, fucking person's like, oh, I, here's also, a barista from Manchester. It could be also because they're very young. Right. Here's a barista from Manchester. Here's a taxi driver from London. Here, here's <laughs> a dance, a dancer from London, whatever, the, they all seem to have like very like fluid, flexible type jobs. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's been it's a funny. hoot to watch. Like, yeah. absolutely Some of the it. jobs actually are, are pretty funny that they listed. Even I just remember as laugh. Like there was one show, like every time they listed their jobs, it was just like, of course. That's every what they single person had like the most random job. It was so funny. Um, but anyway, you definitely go to HBO Max. Naked check Attraction. Out the Naked Attraction. I'm telling you, you will fucking piss yourself. <laughs> it was great. It is hysterical. <laughs> Um, hey, Allison, let's just take a quick break. Um, everyone, hang on. We will be right back with a very interesting trend from TikTok that you don't want to miss. Hey, everyone, it's Allison and Jeff, and we want to thank you for supporting the Love and Sex podcast. We would really appreciate it if you gave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. But if you don't think we deserve a five-star rating, be sure to email us at lovesexpodcast at gmail.com to share your constructive criticism on what you think we can do better. Hey, do you want to be a guest on the show? Come on and share your favorite experience. You can do so anonymously. Just email us at lovesexpodcast at gmail.com. That's lovesexpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so let's talk about this, this very big trend on TikTok. Many of you probably have heard about it. I hadn't heard about no, it. No, news you to me. Right? News to me. So, very interesting. A thing called vabbing. Vabbing. <laughs> What's it mean, though? Well, it is actually a name that they came up with for vaginal dabbing, which is taking vaginal fluid and putting it behind, like, your ears and your wrists like you would do perfume. Because this is... <laughs> got a theory that 
having your pussy juice all over your own head and your wrists <laughs> is going to be an attraction for people who might be of sexual interests. Yeah. So you know what, though? We do talk about this. We talk about how there are different um like different things that are subconsciously making us attracted to other people. And actually the naked attraction show does kind of veer off into some sidebars where they talk about things that are um, like caveman, like things that have made us um, have these different attractions that we have like animalistic type things. Right. So I'm wondering if this is kind of like that. So it's like having that scent of your vagina on you is like putting out like a vibe, like a scent to a vibe to attract men. I I don't know. I'm just, I think it's one of those things. So if I took my own jism. (laughs) Totally different. And rubbed it around my eyes. No. Or something. Would it? it, Totally different. Totally different. This is just the the regular, it doesn't necessarily have to become. It's like the the regular pussy juice, like the the juicy flowy stuff. Guys don't have that luxury of just having juice flowing from That's their dicks. That's why there's no pabbing. <laughs> this is vabbing. <laughs> this is vabbing. I got, you got pussy juice But you know what's funny, head. though, is you asked me, do you ever, this is vabbing. There's this TikTok trend. It's vabbing, whatever. I didn't know what it was, but as soon as I heard vah. You I instantly thought be, vagina. I instantly thought vagina. Of course I'm like, did. this is going to be something vaggy related. This is something vaggy, <laughs> vaggy related. Vaggy yeah, related. So I, just, I don't know. I'm just trying to understand. Is there anyone out there who vabs? I feel like, well, if people are big on TikTok and this is a big TikTok trend, maybe they do. Maybe they're trying it. I just can't imagine like you walk, you're walking down the street and all of a sudden you just smell someone's pussy. Are you a vabber? You you vab, don't you? But I think it's a subconscious thing. I think you're just, you're drawn to it. Like, mm, it's like pheromones. Yes. Right. Like there's something about that. There's like a sexual, like a pull. Like you get to scent and you're just, you're, you're just wafting through the air and you're. You become in a, you become in a, in a, like a daze, a, a daydream thinking. I think it's subconscious. I just think you feel this feeling like, oh my, oh, that person. Well, you better make whatever. sure that your pussy smells good, right? Because <laughs> the last thing you want to be doing is vabbing with a real fishy smelling vagina. Say, Did you have tuna for lunch? Yeah. You know, you smell great. Is that tuna fish behind your ears? Are we near the fish market? I smell something. Yeah, this you? is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. You definitely can't vab if you've got a smelly pussy. Yeah. That is just. Yeah, but would you know? Like, can people smell their own? Like, I, I'm not really sure how that works. I'm not real. Mm, that is in an interesting know. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, I think it can be. Sometimes it's really hard to smell your own scent mm-hmm. because it's like, like I know I use the same cologne all the time, right? Yeah, you, I I love when you get a new cologne because you put it on and you can smell it just yeah, as much yeah, as yeah. everyone else, right? And you're like, fuck this, I smell good. Yeah. Right. But then like after a little while, you become kind of immune to it. Like you can smell it when you first put it on but it fades out really quickly. Right. And and like, I can't smell my cologne really anymore. Mm-mm. So I wonder if it's like the same thing, right? Like because it's your juice from your pussy, you can't really smell can it. Can you smell it? I don't, that I don't know. Have you know. ever tried your own? No. Dip a finger in. Let's no, see. No, no. <laughs> I can smell it at the time. Like I can smell the smell, but I'm just wondering if it was like rubbed on me, would I know it doesn't smell good? That I don't know. Hmm. That's, that's an interesting question. I would like to know if, if it kind of has that same cologne effect, like it's because it's your pussy juice. If yeah, you could smell it like if you, but like you quickly lose it. So this it. is what we're going to do. I'm going to try it someday and see if you can smell me and see if I can smell me. Oh Jesus. I'm not going to tell you when it's going to happen. I'm just going to do You're it just gonna and surprise vab? you. 
Yeah, I'm just going to vab put on the little, sly. Put a little badge juice behind the ears. I'm going to vab on, on the, the wrist. sly. Yeah. I'm going to cuddle up next to you and see if you notice. If, but if there's anyone out there doing this, you you got to fucking I wanna be know. a guest. Yeah, I want to know. Because I want to hear about this shit. I want to hear if there's any success with it. Have you ever put it on? And some guy's been like, oh, yeah, man, you smell oh, yeah. fucking good. Yeah. You got pussy juice on your face? Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> what color are you wearing? What perfume is that? <laughs> hmm. Vag, vag juice all over your face. I just know that's such an interesting thought. But I think it's subtle. I don't think it's supposed to be like, here, come smell my pussy. Well, it all depends on how your pussy smells. No, but I, but I think I don't think you're supposed to like, you know, d- swim in it and drown yourself in it. I well, think it's a don't little some dab. women though have really strong smelling? Yeah, but pussies? I think if you're just doing a small dab, I don't. I, dude, I don't know. I've never smelled a pussy, so You've you been tell a lot me. Of pussies, I know it. Just one. Mine. <laughs> so I don't know, but I'm thinking this is supposed to be a subtle thing, not you, not to be like doused in perfume, mm. just a little bit of a yeah. subtle. I don't know though, because I didn't see the TikTok, so I might have to go check it out. Well, if you're a vabber, let us know. Coming on the show to be a guest and talk about how yeah. you how you do this on a daily basis and what kind of results you've had. That would be great. Oh my fucking god, I would love to know that. <laughs> All right, I think that's where we're going to cut it off today, guys. Go check out those shows. Don't check out the morning show. That's a waste of your time. I mean, watch it if you like the show, whatever, but don't get all juiced up for a raunchy fucking sex scene. Yeah, not worth it for the sex scene. Never really happens. But please check out Naked Attraction. Let us know what you think. Send us an email at lovesexpodcast at gmail.com to share your thoughts. We'd love to know. Thank you, everyone, for stopping by and joining us today. We appreciate it so much. And all the support that you guys give us for the show. And we look forward to seeing everyone next week. But until then, be safe and be kind.